The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm saying that little piece because that was the original piece that I wrote down when I began these shows over three years ago. And the whole intention at that point was to gear ourselves up for the end times for December 21st, 2012. And it's occurred to me recently that, in fact, we've gone past that date and everything is changing. And uh, I'm going to try today to help you understand a little bit about how that might be working for you and how it's working for us. My guest today, Jay Weedner, I'm having difficulty contacting, and I hope that he will show up at some point during the show. Jay is the program director for Guyam TV, who has kindly hosted the last two series of 13-week shows, the last 26 weeks. And Jay was supposed to be on the show today, and I hope we will track him down shortly to talk a bit about Guy and TV, and also about the end times, the alchemy of the end times, which uh, he is an expert on. Uh, many of you will know from the previous show that he did that he decoded the Great Cross of Hende, which is in a tiny little village just outside uh, beautiful Bayeritz in the southwest corner of France, very close to the Spanish border. And there's this remarkable cross. I actually have been there. I took a massive detour on a drive from Birmingham, England to Barcelona, Spain to actually go and see the Cross of Hende. It seemed to me really significant. And uh, Jay was the person that decoded it and recognized that within the symbology there was a code that connected the cross to the end times, to the current times. And he also worked out that within the information coded was information that came from South America from Peru, uh, presumably brought back uh, after the conquistadors in the 1500s, and um, also that there was a safe refuge to go to at the end times in Peru. So I hope uh, Jay will be able to join us and give us an update uh, on his findings since uh, December 21st, 2012, and what's actually happened in his world. In our world, it's been a pretty exciting time and I want to just go back, actually, to, uh, to talk a bit about last week's show, The Last Shaman with William Whitecloud, because as is always the case in, in shows with a, a limited time frame, it's not always possible to, um, get, to, get, to the, uh, get to the crux of the matter, and I felt we didn't quite get there with, with William. 
However, I'm going to hold myself for a second here because I believe that Jay is now with us. Jay, are you there? Yes, I am, Peter. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for being here. Yeah, so sorry that I'm late. That's okay. No problem at all. We're just, I'm just uh, chatting away at the beginning here, and, and there you are, so that's fantastic. So how are things? Things are going very, very well. How about with you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So perhaps we should talk uh, first just a little bit about how things have developed with Guyam. Uh, things are going very well with Guyam. We now have uh, four four original shows going. We have George Inori doing Beyond Belief. We have Regina Meredith doing The Healing Matrix and Open Minds, two separate shows. And then we have Lisa Gar doing Inspirations. And um, so it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 5 o'clock or at uh, yeah, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We're running a new shows, and we'll probably follow up with a couple of other shows. We also have a nightly news broadcast, which is Alternative News, which is on at 7 Eastern or 9 Eastern Standard Time uh, every day. So it's going really good, and um, it's um, extremely exciting because uh, people in the alternative community are really responding in a big-time way, and... Um, yeah, you know, I think we actually have like I don't know, NBC or CNN or whatever of the alternative movement finally forming <laughs> after all these years of waiting. So when you say alternative news, give us a bit of an insight into what that looks like. Yeah, so um, every night we have a, 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 a news broadcast of around ten minutes, and we cover stories that aren't being covered anywhere else of alternative nature. Um, uh, some of them are, you know, um, spiritual in nature, and some of them are investigative. We're doing a full uh, investigation into um, the so-called suicide of Aaron Schwartz, who started Reddit um, and is a big, huge uh, activist for Internet freedom, who was found hung a few days ago. And um, uh, we're doing all sorts of great investigations. We went to the Bosnian Pyramid and sh- went inside the Bosnian Pyramid and uh, the, and showed you that it really is a pyramid and not a hill or a mountain like the experts are saying. And uh, so we're doing a lot of really good stuff, a lot of original stuff and a lot of stuff that's uh, lifting up the rocks and uncovering. <laughs> Great. Did you go to Bosnia yourself? No, I didn't. I, I'm too busy to do anything. I'm, I have to sit here and kind of play the uh, role of a general. We went to... Um, <laughs> to Mexico on the 21st with John Major Jenkins and uh, uh, and, and showed the galactic alignment. Um, so we're getting out there. Great. So let's let our listeners know how, how they can benefit from listening to Guy or watching Guy TV. Yeah, you can get a free trial. Go um, If you want to help me, um, then you can go to, and it will also tell us how many people are listening to this show. You can go to Guy TV, that's G-A-I-A-M, GuyamTV.com backslash Widener, W-E-I-D-N-E-R. Get yourself a 10-day free trial. Um, what we found is there's about an 85% rate of people who join after the free trial, which is incredibly huge, uh, usually around 20 or 30%. So um, I think, you know, you go there, and I think you're going to find some pretty amazing programming, not only the original programming, but we have... You know, movies, 5,000 titles. Oh, we truly are kind of the Netflix, HBO of the alternative movement right now. And uh, I get nothing but people telling me how much they like it. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. That's fantastic. Great. 
So I'm really, really looking forward to hearing about your own personal story um, around the, the end date of December 21st, 2012, and, and what you actually did and, and what took place. Well, um, I was running original programming here uh, for the for that day. So um, outside of doing a, a meditation at uh, at uh, 4:11 our time, which was when the galactic alignment occurred uh, in the morning, that is, <clears throat> I, I you know I spent the day pretty much running the programming at Gaia and then going home and spending a very quiet uh, evening meditating, and oh. uh, did the same thing through the following weekend. Um, getting, you know, myself ready for whatever it is that's going to happen. And I have to say that, um, you know, I can't prove anything, but I do believe that there has been um, some kind of strange shift in consciousness, not um, overt or anything like we might have thought it, but at least something I think is happening. I just feel that people are getting more prone to believing some of the alternative ideas uh, where we felt resistance before. I don't feel that much resistance anymore. So, and of course, that could just be that, you know, we're in such a crisis that that now these ideas are beginning to be looked at as a kind of, uh, as, as having credibility and also being able to help people, you know, with their lives, their spiritual lives, their physical lives. And, um so, uh, you know, I, I just, I think we, I'm feeling pretty good about things. I really am. Uh, you know, there's a lot of darkness. I'm not going to say there isn't, but I'm feeling pretty good that maybe we've turned a corner of some kind. Well, I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. I'm with you on that one. Now, at one point, you did talk about um, the Hyundai Cross revealing a, a refuge uh, centered in Peru. So you didn't feel that it was, it was time to go there at that time? No, but um, you know, I'm not going to deny that I do have um, here in the United, right now what's going on in this world. If you know, the Hyundai Cross said that we were going to be visited by an angry sun, and the place yes. of refuge was in Peru. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's not being talked a lot about in the major media, but uh, the United States. Central United States, which is unfortunately where I'm now living, since I moved from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, uh, is experiencing the worst drought since the 1930s. And it's almost hard to really get a handle on how bad this drought is. Um, I have never been in a drought, and not a big drought. And I recently drove, uh, on Thanksgiving, I drove from <clears throat> from uh, the Denver area to Omaha, Nebraska, which took me right through the heart of this drought. And I have to tell you, it was shocking. Not only was the Platte River about three inches wide at every stop that I looked at, but the entire forest that grows in the Platte River Valley was, I would say, 60% dead, if not more. <clears throat> and um, this, the, there's a drought in China, there's a drought in Russia, there's a drought in South America, there's a drought in Australia, and the worst drought of all is right here in the United States. And this drought is so bad that we could literally run out of drinking water in the Midwest sometime next summer or fall if we don't get some snow here soon. And they're saying that it would take eight feet of snow to get us back to normal and it's going to be about 65 today uh, with degrees of Fahrenheit. Uh, the average temperature here is about, this time of year, is about 28 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, we're going to have a summer 
practically summer weather this weekend. Uh, no chance of any moisture coming at all. The um, relative humidity is about 2%. And, um, you know, it's it's really kind of uh, um, nerve-wracking if you're um, aware of the Henday Cross. So, I mean, I don't know what, you know, if this is, means anything uh, or if it's just some natural cycle, but I can tell you that um, the people that live here um, don't know what to do, and um, they don't know how to handle it. And the reservoirs are drying up, and the rivers are drying up, and the forests are dying, and it's really, really rather terrifying, I have to tell you. Um, and it's a very big concern of mine. And the reason that's a big concern of mine is not just the Henday Cross. The other reason it's a big concern of, my, concern of mine is that it's not really being reported by anybody, which really um, kind of um, spooks me as to why journalists aren't covering the story. But Gaiam News is covering the story. So, I mean, there is some outlets. But it is a um, an unnerving and uh, nerve-wracking situation if you're living here. Now, if you're living in some place like Vancouver, well, you don't have anything to worry about. So, you know, and and, I, and I'm really actually glad I didn't sell my house in the Northwest <laughs> and that I rented it because, you know, I may be having to go back there if the situation doesn't change here soon. Well, we are certainly in the Pacific Northwest, we've had no shortage of rain. As <laughs> no, I love we, rain. So We've got all of our water here. You've got a lot of water, yeah. Could you yeah. send some our way? We're really dying here. Okay, okay, we'll send some down, yeah. Thanks. But it is interesting that it hasn't been reported in the media at all. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's a situation with such a huge area that difficult to make changes. Well, it is, and, you know, it goes back to farming practices and the fact that this has always been a semi-arid place, and we've kind of treated it very cavalierly here in the United States, thinking that the aquifers would never dry up, and we could, you know, grow crops and that were that take a lot of water in an area that's semi-arid, and so a lot of the blame has to be put on, you know, our backs because. We kind of were irresponsible when it came to farming practices, and I don't know if we're going to ever, you know, get back to farming practices that are sustainable, but it would be nice. Hopefully that's part of the spiritual revolution that you and I are, are trying to foment here and, you know, try to get people to see further down the line than just the end of their noses and realize that, you know, they have generations from now, we have to have this land still be cultivable. And, you know, we're not doing that. And I think, you know, it's time for us to start changing the way that we look at the world, nature, and the future and our, and our children that are coming. Whatever we do has got to be uh, long-term sustainable, hasn't it? It does, and we're not thinking that way. And um, corporations, of course, <clears throat> are only geared for, you know, every 90-day quarterly reports and pleasing the stockholders, which is not exactly a long-term strategy for anyone. And, <laughs> no, you know, um, there's a great movie called The Corporation, which is um, a, a psychiatrist. Is, is The premise of the documentary is that a psychiatrist who's an expert in psychopaths looks at behavior patterns uh, uh, that are given to him by the filmmakers. And unbeknownst to him, the behavior patterns that he is being uh, given to examine are not really the behavior patterns of a person. They're the behavior patterns of a certain corporation that they've chosen. And he doesn't know it's a corporation. He just thinks it's a person 
that he's examining, you know, the, the behavior patterns. Uh-huh. And at the end of the movie, he pronounces that whoever this person is, they are a complete 100% psychopath. <laughs> and then they tell him, of course, that actually he was examining the behavior of a corporation. And so we can see that if you take a short-term view of things, um, it's kind of maybe a little bit insane almost to do that. And, um, you know, the Native Americans always took a long-term view of things and always made sure that they left the earth exactly the way they found it before they moved on, and we don't have that attitude. And if we don't change, you know, it could mean our extinction like the Henday Cross is predicting. So um, it's this the point here that we're at, the the crossroads, the, the fork in the road, whatever you want to call it, is really, you know, is a choice between extinction and enlightenment. I'm with you there. Joe, we're yeah. coming up to our first break. It's been Great. a tongue for awakening to conscious co-creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com, with all the information about all the things that we're doing, including all of the archives and newsletters, the Landscape Zodiac work that we're doing, all the radio shows, and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and the Ambassadors of Light program. We actually have a class tomorrow evening at 5.30 where I'm doing my best to help people understand 
what is taking place in the world today and how we can be part of this uh, incredible opportunity, I believe anyway, to manifest a beautiful world around us. And I have with me today Jay Weidner, who is the program coordinator and director of Guyam TV, sponsoring this uh, series of shows with me. And Jay, I know that you and I both have a phenomenal interest and passion in alchemy. And I did read an article that you wrote, which I thought was wonderful, about the actual alchemy of time itself. And I'd love you to share your insights with our listeners about that. Very rarely get anyone ever asked me about that, and it's actually my favorite subject. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I was been, I've always been interested in time and um, the, the strange nature of time and how time plays out and coincidence and synchronicity. And a few years ago, I began actually looking into the what I call the topology of time. And so, um, it's. There's actually a shape to time, you might say. And so um, I wrote that article, and now I'll try to do my best on the air to kind of describe how time flows and the shape of time. So you have to first kind of imagine floating in space a donut shape of white light energy. And this donut is a this donut shape of energy, which is called a torus by physicists, um, has is really a flow of energy, and the energy comes down through the bottom of the hole of the donut. <clears throat> it rolls around the side, going up towards the top of the donut. Then the energy goes back down into the hole at the top of the donut, just to come out the bottom again and do it again. It's kind of an infinite spiral. Well, this is not only the shape of um, of a fourth dimensional construct, which it is. Um, it's not only the shape of what I believe uh, galaxies and solar systems, um, it is also the shape of time. And the way that works is that, well, let's just say we're, at the, we're in, in this uh, donut-shaped torus, and we're in the center of it at the equator, in the very center of the hole in the donut. And we start coming out the bottom of the hole, well, the first thing we should come to realize is how much like a birth canal that is. Then we come out the bottom of the hole of the donut and we begin expanding. Immediately you begin expanding. You begin expanding all the way up until you reach the outer equator of your donut light shape. At that point, the concentric lines of the energy begin to diminish and to... Um, to uh, grow closer together and condense. This continues until you come up over the lip of the top of the donut hole and begin to descend down into the donut hole, the torus hole, the donut-shaped energy hole. At that point, the, um, the uh, lines begin to really, really begin to concentrate uh, and, and the spiral forces begin to tighten as we move closer and closer towards the center equator of the hole in the donut. That's how the energy flows. So what does all this mean? Well, it means this. <clears throat> Time, when you're, when you're eight, when you're, you know, the first 18 years of your life, time seems to take forever. Um, waiting for your first date, 
waiting for that day of school to end, waiting for dinner to come, waiting to serve your detentions at school. All of this, all of life when you're 18 or younger seems to take forever to unfold. And then from the ages of, say, 18 to 36, time begins to lightly speed up. And you notice that you don't have quite as much time as you did before. Then when you go from 36 to 54 years old, you really truly begin to notice that time is speeding up. When you get to 54, and you go from 54 to 72, the average age of a human being, that's when you realize that time is uh, out of control. Like somebody hit the accelerator, and now you don't have hardly enough time to do anything. Your whole life is filled up with just trying to stay, uh, stay steady. Okay? Well, those four phases of life also have a correspondence with the four phases of time according to the yuga system in which we have the we have the golden age in which time uh, is a very very elongated everything takes a long time people live a long time then we have the silver age where everything is beginning to slightly deteriorate and speed up then we have the bronze age where things are speeding up even more. And then we have the Iron Age, where things are completely sped up. And please note that the metals that I'm using to describe these ages um, are getting denser. So gold is the least dense. Bronze is a, silver is a little more dense. Uh, bronze is a little more dense. And, of course, iron is the most dense. And so they're using the metals as a metaphor for... Uh, the densification of time. So through the four ages, time speeds up until you're in the Iron Age, which is where we are right now, where you're heading down to the tornado-shaped spiral at the center of your donut torus shape. Time for a human also moves in the same way. When you're born in the first 18 years, which is coming out of the donut hole and moving around to the equator of the outside of your donut torus shape. That's your first 18 years. That's also the golden age of, of, of the human race. The silver age is going from the equator of that donut, the outside equator, up to the very... Um, the uh, up through uh, where you're just approaching the lip of going in over the hole in the donut shape. Now time is speeding up even more. And then the Iron Age, and this is also when you're, um, you're moving into older age, and then when you begin going down the donut hole, down the torus, you begin speeding up, Time begins speeding up. Everything becomes densified until you hit the very tip of the tornado-shaped vortice, which is at the very center of your donut shape. And in that moment where everything is at its most concentrated, its most dense, that's when we make the switch. That's when we slip through the slipstream. We go through the eye of the needle. And we go, and all of a sudden, time begins expanding again, whereas it was um, uh, getting more and more concentrated. Now it begins to expand. 
This is the break between the Iron Age and the Golden Age. This is the break between death and rebirth. And um, I always use, I use the analogy of a tornado because it's, I believe, such a really good analogy because a tornado is just spinning air. Yet the tip of a tornado is as hard as a diamond. It can throw train cars a hundred yards. It can put uh, sh- uh, shafts of wheat through oak trees, uh, and, um, and and this is just by the spinning vortice of air. And so time is the same way. As we go down the central spiral of the very center uh, of time, time begins speeding up, speeding up irrevocably. And of course, this also means that you know we have less um, lead time when we do something. So there's more, there's less reaction time. It's like driving a car 150 miles an hour as opposed to 50 miles an hour. You have less reaction time. If something goes wrong, you don't have the time to pull yourself out of it. And that is where we are right now. Or we may, because we don't know, we may have been passed through. We may have already passed through the eye, and time is beginning to speed up because we wouldn't notice that time is speeding or slowing down. I mean, we wouldn't know that time was slowing down for at least a little while because we've been so used to hurrying to this uh, uh, breakneck pace of our lives that we're not really going to notice that time is slowing down at first. But eventually, we're going to note that, hey, we have more time than we used to have. That means we have more reaction time. That means that we're going to have more time to work things out. We're going to have more time instead of less time, and that is going to end the crisis that we're in right now. It's fascinating hearing you talk about this, Jay, because one of the things, certainly within the conscious group that I'm part of in in Victoria, uh, since, since the 21st, well, actually just before the 21st and since, there's been a lot of, um, let's call them birthing incidents, where people feel as if they're birthing a new world even. Yes. Uh, and so I, I, I feel what you're, you're saying in terms of going, th- going through that squeeze and out the other side seems to be perhaps, perhaps uh, available now to those who are already tuned into it. I think that is it, and I think what you're seeing is that the people who aren't tuned into it think that the whole world has gone mad and insane. And um, and so they, what they've done is they're still they're habitually uh, patterned after the 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 um, concentrated uh, energy of the condensation or the densification of time, and they can't seem to shake old habits, and so they're still in that hurry kind of point of view. They're still in that oh my god, oh my god, I've got to get going, oh my god, and you know it is for us the people who now have come through the eye of the needle and know that we have more time now than we ever did and we really don't have anything to worry about if we just, you know, grab the reins and take hold of this thing um, and take responsibility for what, we, what we're going to do and what we're doing, um, I think that we're going to see a lot of crack-ups here, uh, kundalini crack-ups, I call it. And um, we have to be extremely mm, uh, generous and helpful to help those people who are cracking up. And, um, you know, I think the school shootings and a lot of these things are evidence of, of this cracking up. And just because things are cracking up, you know, doesn't mean that 
Um, we are to let ourselves uh, be ruled by fear. Uh, we can't do that. We have to, uh, we are the mature ones now. Not the politicians, not the scientists, not the military leaders. They're the little children. We're the mature ones. We're the adults. And we can see that they're wrecking the entire place. And we have to gently but firmly act like parents and stop this nonsense from going on. Because so wise people that, don't let this kind of nonsense. Second break. We'll take the break now and we'll return with this really, really important point uh, when we come back. All right. Put the tongue for awakening to conscious co-creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I'm happy with today, Jay Wiedner, who is the program director of Guyam TV, who are kindly sponsoring this series of shows and in the last segment Jay gave a wonderful uh, description of the alchemy of time itself or the topology of time and how we are shifting through this uh, time phase uh, difference in terms of speeding up and now potentially birthing a new age and slowing down so Jay just continue with with the story and, and perhaps talk about how those people that do understand this transformation this transition through this time warp back to a slower time and and how in being the sort of parents of this new birthed world how we can actually make the difference and and be the conscious co-creators 
Yeah, this is also um, another one of my articles on my website, Childhoods and the Agony of Our Collective Puberty. Um, it talks about this. Um, so what's going on here is that we, um, the Internet has been, uh, you know, ubiquitous for about 20 years now. And what's happened is, is that we are, we, the Internet is a reflection of our own consciousness. And when the Internet first came out, you know, 20 years ago, 92, 93, uh, it was filled with a lot of um, what we call BS, a lot of untrue things, a lot of stuff we couldn't check, and um, a lot of stuff that was really good. And a lot of people dismissed the Internet at that point. Um, the alternative community, of course, completely embraced it. And um, But we also knew that there was a lot of disinformation on the Internet. And what's happened over the last 20 years is we've kind of um, cleaned up our BS meters. And we began sorting through all this information and disinformation and misinformation and we began kind of realizing, picking and choosing uh, what was real and what wasn't. And in that act, we gained a great deal of maturity uh, as a species, a collective maturity, you might call it, as we began to realize that there were extreme elitists who did not have our interests in mind, who appeared to be controlling the world. We began to find out about banking and currencies and how they were controlling us through that. We began to find out about chemtrails and GMOs and uh, the, how corporations really do business. Um, and we also learned a lot about um, spiritual traditions that we didn't know about. And we learned that people all over the world are pretty much just like we are. And this has created, um, well, at the end of all of this, 20 years later, created shows like we're talking about in Guy MTV. And the world began to see that there was actually a need for these kinds of programs and this kind of information because we as a species were maturing. We weren't fooled by the same old, same old like we used to be. And in fact, People like Zbigniew Brzezinski are on YouTube, or even right now, complaining that they, the elites have to get going because the masses are waking up faster than anyone ever thought, which is exactly right. So what's happening here is that we are maturing as a species, all at the same time, for the first time in history, all driven by the Internet. Now, we're 20 years into this game, and a lot of stuff has been revealed to us that maybe 20 years ago we would have never thought we would believe, but now we do. So we can extrapolate on this and go forward 20 years from now to 2033. Okay, what will the world be like in 2033? Well, it will now be 40 years of the Internet. But people like me, God help me, I hope I'm still alive, will... And, and people like you and, and contemporaries, we are go, we, what we are doing is, is we are going from ch children, which we were 20 years ago, lost in the woods, confused by all the information, to now we're young adults. We've sorted through the information, we've picked and chosen what we wanted, and we've built little pods of knowledge, just like you do when you're growing up. 
when you go to school, it's very confusing. And then pretty soon, by the time you're eight or nine, you begin creating little pods of knowledge. You learn how to play an instrument. You learn how to play a sport. You learn how to read. You learn science. You learn philosophy. You learn spiritual things. By the time you're a young person, say 17, 18, you, if you're a normal person, you have actually become quite good at some of these pods of knowledge. And maybe even thinking about applying those pods of knowledge into your career and life, becoming a musician or a scientist or something. When a wonderful thing happens when you reach about 35 or 40. What happens at that point in, in a human life, if you lived a good full life and, not, and didn't become a zombie, um, you've acquired many pods of knowledge by the time that you're about 35 or 40. But what happens and what's so wonderful about that time period is that the wiring of the brain begins wiring up the various pods of knowledge. And this it gives you what is called wisdom, which is kind of a sitting on a seat that sits above all of your pods of knowledge and can look down at all the pods of knowledge and understand how they are all interconnected. And, of course, this it brings about a wonderful spiritual exaltation, and it's the reason why rabbis say that you can't study Kabbalah until you're 35 and can't study Zen until you're 35 and these kinds of things uh, because they say you really can't understand what's going on. And I believe that that's actually true, except for some precocious individuals who can. So we are not at that point yet where we are standing above the pods of knowledge and looking down at it at a collective level. But we're getting there. Right now, we have matured. We are now the young adult um, who has woken up to the fact that they've been living maybe a not-so-healthy lifestyle, and maybe they might have to start exercising and quit eating junk food and um, start meditating and maybe find someone to love or to uh, and to love. And... Um, this is, of course, young adulthood, or what I call childhood's end. And that's where we are right now at a collective level. We realize that, you know, the world is a struggle, that there are elite forces that do not have our interests at hand, that we are all spiritually uh, advanced human beings, uh, um, that uh, there are all sorts of tools to uh, uh, help us with enlightenment, and uh, they're all available to us, and we're all beginning to find this out now. Okay, so in 20 years, I think I, if we don't screw with the Internet, I think I can confidently say that this movement is going to take us through the maturation or the wisdomification of the human race. In other words, we're going to collectively become wise right in front of everyone's eyes, and it's happening right now. And why this is so important is because wisdom begets a kind of no-nonsense approach to the world and life. Suddenly, when you're wise, you realize that dropping depleted uranium on, 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 on people in other countries is a very stupid thing. Um, concentration of power is a very stupid thing. Um, and we realize that we have been living like children for the last few thousand years. And now it's time for the adults to come in and take the reins. And so the very front edge of this wisdomification is occurring right now. It's just a few people, just a few 
individuals that are actually reaching the wisdom. But they're going to collective, help the collective behind them achieve the collective wisdom that's going to end the stupidity and the silliness of the last 5,000 years. And I have no doubt that this is going to happen as long as we can keep the Internet open and flowing. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy, because it is not. Maturity and wisdom are not easy. Most human beings never really mature. They never really do get wise, because that takes an effort. It doesn't just come. It takes an effort to become a wise person. And so most people don't become wise even when they're 50 or 60 or 70 years old. They're still thinking like a little child. Witness our politicians. So... I, but, but all of that is behind us now because the new game that's coming in is that it's hip to be awake. It's hip to know what's happening. It's hip to be wise. And that is something that the powers that be can do nothing about. And so our argument, one of my good friends is the late Terrence McKenna, and he told me many times that in the end, the best argument will win. And so that's how we have to kind of take our place. We have to, we have to argue from the point of wisdom. We have to discuss from that point of wisdom. And then people will see that actually what we're saying is the only thing that will actually work. Then the world will shift and change and it will happen in the blink of an eye. And I think we're very, very close to this point right now because the centralized powers that be have let the whole thing kind of come down around us. And so the people realize they cannot look to them anymore. So they're looking elsewhere. And hopefully they're looking to places like this show and Gaim TV for that wisdom. And I believe that Gaim TV is the first wave of the wisdomification of, of the planet. Fantastic, Joe. And that's actually bringing us to our final break. But before we go to break, just give our listeners your own personal website so they can check out these great articles of yours. Yeah, my, uh, I have two websites. One is where I sell my DVDs and stuff, which is sacredmysteries.com, which has got my 20, my 20 films up there, Alberto Bioldo and Alex Gray and David Icke and me and a lot of people. And then my own website where you can read all my high weirdness uh, is... Uh, Jay Widener, J-A-Y-W-E-I-D-N-E-R, jaywidener.com. Great. Thanks so much, Jay. We'll take our final break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaim TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaim TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaimtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? 
Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tongue and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And today I have with me Jay Weedner. And Jay, one of the interesting things um, about what you've just described in the, in the first uh, couple of segments of the show, uh, I've been encouraged by people around me uh, since, since uh, Christmas, actually, to uh, take some time for myself and take a day out of time. And so what I'm actually doing is taking a day, literally a day off each week and disappearing. Nice. Um, I'm not telling anybody where I'm going or what I'm doing and just being very, very quiet in solitude. And what I'm realizing is how beholden we become, not only to people and expectations that we're going to be available, and, uh, and so how much of that is governed by time, being on time for appointments and having to keep an eye on the time. And that's one of the traps of this speeding up process in the Iron Age, isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. Um, we are caught in, in an illusion of uh, of a monochronic of a monochronic world chronic being a time a kind of a the illusion that there's only one time and that time is one minute follows one minute and each minute is exactly the same length and each second is the same length and each hour and each month and each week and that's actually not true um einstein proved it um you know, I, I always say, you know, um, go spend uh, an hour on or uh, five minutes on a hot stove, sitting on a hot stove, and believe me, that five minutes will seem like eternity <laughs> where you spend five minutes talking to a beautiful woman or an hour talking to a beautiful woman and it only feels like five minutes. So time is not mono. Time is poly. It's many. There's many kinds of time. And we in our world have been fooled actually by um, by the need to have a monochronic world so that we can all go to work on time and be on the same airplane at the same moment meet each other for dinner etc when actually that is a contrivance for the for the sake of convenience and when you take that day off away from the world, and I do that too, by the way, that's where you discover that actually you live in a polychronic world where uh, time is wonderfully detached from reality, where spending some time just looking at uh, leaves and flowers or, or insects uh, um, is, much, uh, is a very enjoyable thing. 
Whereas in the monochronic world, we've got the radio on, we've got the TV on, we're on the Internet, we're reading a magazine, we've got six friends over, and uh, the whole day just whirls right on by. And that's what we have to end. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm just, re- I feel as I'm almost shedding as, I, as I'm doing that, during that, that period, shedding all of the sort of, I don't know, sense of, of expectations that other people have of me too. It, they, goes, they seem to go hand in hand that by stepping out of that time that you can begin to step back and see a little bit of, of, of what my own perception and probably that's all that, it's, that is necessary of, of what other people expect of me, which is now shifting as I, as I take responsibility for myself. That's right. And once we get through that eye of that hole that I was describing, then we're going to have a lot more time. And we're going to be kind of embarrassed, actually. (laughs) And we're going to look back and go, you know, what were we doing? Why did we do all that? Why were we hurting each other and saying these terrible things to each other? And a lot of it has to do with the way that we view time. And... um, I would say that as we as this wisdom wisdomification comes on us as a race, we're going to start telling each other that possibly it isn't such a good idea to you know work you know, nine to five every day. That maybe we can you know one day we can work twelve to eight or you know six to two. And I think that's actually what's going to start happening. We're going to lose our we're, we're going to stop being slaves to time, which is what we are now. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the the final thing I wanted to get you to ch- to chat about is this notion, which which began on the show last week with the last shaman, of this realization and, and recognition that by doing uh, inner work and by connecting to the inner realms or the invisible realms, whatever you want to call them, that that can have a profound effect on the way in which our physical world actually uh, happen, happens around us. So can you talk a bit about that that interplay between the invisible and visible realms? Well, the, taking that, uh, that donut shape again, imagine that there's this donut shape around you and that that hole in the donut is your body where everything is densified. Okay, well, your body isn't the whole shape. Your body is actually just a little tiny part of that large donut sphere. And you might say that sphere you know, goes around the outside of your body invisibly. And this is your higher dimensional self, your hyper dimensional self. This is your aura, your chakra system. Depends on what system you're, you're talking about. But so what we're saying is, is that this donut shape is actually about 90% of you and your body is only about 10% of you. Now that's really interesting because that means that the visible part of what we can see that the part that we can see is really just a tiny part of the larger whole. And this larger whole, this energy vortex that you're the center of, is informing you. It's feeding you. It's telling you in small, subtle ways how to run your life. And the question is, are you listening to this? And if you are listening to it, and you should be, then you're listening to a voice that sits way above everything around you and can see downstream where you're going and where you've been. And um, it is your true spiritual guide. 
And I encourage everyone to take up a discipline like Zen or walking in the woods or yoga, something to allow that higher dimensional voice to get through the clutter and the, and the, and the noise to, you know, give you clear messages about how to live your life. Because actually the invisible is more important than the visible. So, Jay, we're actually uh, coming to the end of the show, and so I really appreciate that that comment. Let's just have a final word on Gaiam TV and the website and, and the and the free offer that people have. Yeah, go to again if you can want to help me and Peter. This would help us out a lot. Go to uh, www.gaiamgaiamtv.com backslash Widener W E I D N E R and. Um, and do a 10-day free trial. It, 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 you know, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, especially watch the shows by Regina Meredith and George Norrie, but especially Regina Meredith's Open Minds. Uh, we have Andrew Harvey on this week. He's an absolute mind-blower. He's talking about everything that we're talking about. And um, we have so many incredible guests, both in the past and coming that um, just the act of watching Guy on TV or giving it to your friends, I think, can actually cause a partial enlightenment. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciated your time today. As always, great wisdom and, gr- and great explanation. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Peter, for today. all your hard work, and I know you're working hard. <laughs> thanks so much. God bless, man. So my guest next week will be Mary Lynn Ross. Bounce off the walls, land on your feet. A well-known TV actress, comedian. She's going to be entertaining us while we're also talking about her spiritual insights on the show next week. I hope you can enjoy today's show with Jay Wiedner. Do check out GuyamTV.com. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tone for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.